Welcome to the Morning Sanity Check, where we talk about the different pillars of resilience, spiritual, physical, social, and mental. Join us so we can talk about it, then be about it. Let the show begin. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another Sanity Check. My name is Seth. And I'm Camille. And we are here to make sure you are okay and everything is okay with you and that you're doing the right things to stay on the right page of things. Camille, how's everything? Everything is good. This week has been busy, as always. Um, You know, in retirement, you think that it slows down a little bit, but it picks up in other ways. But (laughs) it's good. It's good. That is true. It does. It does. And, And then it's almost like when you're going through it you you want it to be done already like okay yeah. am I done done or am I just kind of done you know am exactly. I just like not going to work but I'm still working so yeah it is crazy good morning good morning everyone good morning good morning so I want you guys to share this share 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 we're gonna have a great great show today and it's just it's a, it's a good day to be to be alive. I I tell you that because we have so much information that's being thrown at us. And that information is, is we can internalize it to the point where we either have a choice. We always have a choice to believe it or research it. Sometimes individuals don't want to research. They just want to spew what someone else is saying without really seeing the validity in it. Like, is that even real? And then ask yourself, why am I even believing this? You know what I'm saying? What you think, Camille? Absolutely. It's a lot of that. You know, I know a lot of people, not just in in today's climate, but good morning, Pink. Um, But all the time in conversations, you'll see people that just They have no background information on anything, didn't fact check, didn't research, but they hold dear to those beliefs that are untrue. And um, so, you know, sometimes we have to recognize that and we have to know how to let it go. Got to. So before we get into the subject, y'all, I just want to say real quick, I don't know if you all have thought about or even took two minutes to watch Lovecraft uh, Country. Okay, it is a trip trip. Okay, and it, it it's on HBO. Not going to go into it. However, this goes in line with confirmation bias, because there's a lot of truths in that movie or in this series that individuals don't necessarily want to talk about. But it's there. And I mean, it's there, there. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, so talk to us a little bit about it, uh, Camille, as far as confirmation bias. All right. So confirmation bias, um, for those who don't know, um, is really is when you seek out information that supports what you already believe and you really ignore any evidence or any facts or any information that contradicts what you believe. And so nobody likes to be wrong, right? (laughs) Especially when you're going into certain conversations and um, discussions, I'll say not debates or arguments, but discussions. Um, It's really, really important that you have the correct information. But a lot of people don't understand that they have um, confirmation bias or what it is. So it really occurs from like, influence on your desire 
of desires and beliefs like that you hold true to. A lot of times we grow up in, in families and, you know, our parents taught us something or our religion taught us something or our environment taught us something. And so we just take that as gospel. And we say that this is truth, this is my truth, this is, you know, how it is in the world, but it's not. It may be true for your one situation, but it's not true for the majority of other people. And so we take those ideals and concepts and views and we, good morning, Matthew, um, and we try to force people to, um, to, to believe what we believe um, without understanding that we have these biases and that is very, very important to look at the other side. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of conversations over the last couple of weeks about, you know, different topics dealing with uh, whether it's politics or works or work or, um, you know, different neighborhoods and things like that. And my questions are always, you know, tell me what you know, factual things about what you know. And I realized that people have not done the research. No, no, they haven't done the research. And there's a lot of times individuals will say things as though it's true instead of saying, I feel this way. And... And, and, and this is where the vulnerability come in. I feel this way because of this experience. See, because, right, because if you don't want to, if you can't differentiate between a general statement and an isolated incident, you're going to create a false narrative, ladies and gentlemen. And then based off of how influential you can be and how, uh, I guess, the 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 numbers that you can grab right the fake the fake statistics it will almost sound believable and then it can be believable to a whole group of people okay and and we talked a little bit about that now you call them it's like herd right it's the herd confirmation now can you do you have information on that little information on that, as far as the herd conf- confirmation, well, well, what I have is social desirability. Okay, <laughs> so you think about it. We hear things all the time. Some things we know is for sure enough not true. Okay, <laughs> deep down in our heart, we know it's not true. But because you know we're on the Facebook group or we're in a, a, a social gathering and majority of our friends, if you will, feel a certain way, we're just going to, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I guess I'm going to go along with that. And why are you doing that? Come here, what you think about that? Um, you see it all the time, but I, you know, I read people, you know, so I'm looking and we have these discussions of this herd. So you'll have a bunch of people um, that may not have the same views as you. And so you'll look around and people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see people looking kind of confused, you know, like, I don't really believe it, but because these are my friends and this is my social circle and I don't want to be ostracized, I'm going to go along with it. And I see that sometimes and I'm like, okay, give me your thoughts. Why is it that you feel that way? What experiences have you had that, you know, gave you this impression that this is how it is. And it's like, uh, 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 well, I mean, I don't really know. Um, well, you know, cause so-and-so told me, 
So you just go on with the flow just because, you know what I mean? You just go on with it because you don't want to, nobody wants to feel wrong. And, or, or left out. Right. Or don't forget, pe- exactly. pe- people like or to commune, out. you know, people like to commune. Yeah. So you don't want to be the oddball. <laughs> I'll yeah. say, well, I, I don't I don't like that. You yeah. see. But yeah. think about it. There's strength in that. There's strength in individuality. It's OK. For example, I don't know if you guys have seen, but on my Facebook profile, I have my old 1997 uh, profile picture with me and dreadlocks. You think I give a damn what people thought then? You think I give a damn now? And people are like, oh, I never knew. Boy, you came a long way. Why? By cutting my hair? You see? So you have individuals that will say, well, you know, you're you're this way if you look this way. Mm -hmm. But, 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 but we have to be cautious on how we perceive. Well, Mm -hmm. well, well, I won't say perceive, but how we um, present ourselves, because sometimes we can create our own, uh, I guess, reverse bias. You see, <laughs> meaning this is not me, but I'm giving this off so that you can think that it's me. But then yeah. I don't want that negative response. What do you think about that, Camille? That's your public image. You know see? how you want people to perceive you. Mm-hmm. And so there's we all have our core image, our public image, and then how we want to see ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So that is you can give off a a. I guess a, um, a misguided or um, untrue version of who you are by doing that mm-hmm. you know a facade so you do, yes mm-hmm. you, yes facade you it really is important that you know you stay true there's a lot of times where i'm the, the odd man out i know that you know the way that i think and process and how i do research is different than a lot of my peers or people my you know in my certain not circles but you know what i'm saying yeah. And so um, I had to just be you guys hear the term all the time you got to be uncomfortable or comfortable being uncomfortable And so I often do stand out because I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. If it's going to challenge the status quo, if it's going to, and, and, and if it's right, no matter if I'm the majority or not, or the, the um, minority, um, if it's right, I will stand up and I will say, I don't agree, you know, and like in the military, those conversations, you have to say, Hey, Jennifer, you have to say, um, you know, I let's agree to disagree behind closed doors. But when I walk out of here, depending on where you are in your organization or in your groups or whatever, you know, you have to go back and say, OK, I'm going to walk out on the United Front. You know, I don't agree. I'm going to be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's my thing. I'm not going to say that I agree or promote whatever. I'm just going to be quiet. And then I'm just going to have people do what it, whatever the mandate is. Yes. You yes. Know what I mean? But yes. we know that we don't agree. Absolutely. You understand where I'm coming from. And that's the that's the key. At right. least understand. You don't have to agree with it. Right. And then at the end of the day, we want to make sure that whoever it is that we are on different sides with, Mm-hmm. We know the relationship is still important. You yes. d- just because a person listen, I love I love pork and beans and hot dogs. Okay, love it, chopped up, little bit of sugar, just a little bit. Okay, but it's good. But I don't want you to be mad at me and my whole diet plan just because you can't convince me that pork and beans and hot dogs is wrong for me. Right. You get what I mean. So 
we, we have to watch what we do and how we come across. Just say, oh, well, look, that's not what I want to eat. I can get something else and we can eat together. Right. What are we doing together? You get what yeah. I mean? So it's a big, it's a difference, but we have to monitor ourselves. But I do want to say good morning. I miss some folks. What's going on, Miss Anita? How you doing, ma'am? Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing, Miss Jackie. How you doing, ma'am? Uh, Miss Mona Love, how are you, ma'am? How are you? Jen, how are you? How are you, everyone? How's everybody? And yes, she says, good advice, Camille. Disagree. Uh, disagree agreeable right for the united front depending on the mandate absolutely and then even like in relationships we we can go at it okay in the house but as soon as someone else comes in the house in the space you need to be together even if even if you don't agree you go say okay if this is how we're going to go i don't like what you the way you think but i'm not going to show individuals when they come in that is hoes in it because what happens is individuals can manipulate those hoes and put you against each other some individuals do that just for the thrill of it so this you is very true right and what you think about that that's very true and sometimes it's hard you know when you have um points that you don't agree on and you have people and then you know you're trying to, to hold those feelings back without creating division or a perception of division you know in your household in your job or whatever so it, it takes some some maturity <laughs> it takes a lot of practice um it takes really looking at like you said what's more important, the relationship or being right in this particular thing or showing that we do have holes. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just, you know, you being fake. No, it's not. You know, it's not about being fake. It's about, you know, making sure that we work certain things out. You get people on your side, then you can change their views and their perception about, you know, what's really going on without telling them that, hey, I was wrong too. See, you know what I mean, and so you have to be careful of the information, like that private information that you give out to other people, because when we're in the heat of the moment, we cherry pick what we want to to give. You know, whether we know we're right or wrong, cherry picking is another um, kind of very closely related to confirmation bias, where you take certain information that um, you know, you know, is it. it could be true or you ha might have some information about, um, but it may not be true for the whole situation. And even when you know it's untrue, you still do it because you don't care. It ain't going to really affect you in the end anyway. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people do that um, when those those things that are happening don't really affect them. They're unaffected by the bias. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, be careful that you don't cherry pick information as well. So mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. You know, it's not about that whole, you know, uh, what goes on the house stays in the house. But, you know, I tell my friends, when you're going up and down, don't tell me until you make a final decision. <laughs> you know, don't be having my emotions all over. And then now I'm looking stupid because I done took a side and the side was wrong. You, you know? see? Yes. So we have to be very careful about that um, concern. And, you know, even this, whether it's, like I said, relationships, whether it's conversations about what's going on in the world, race, politics, religion, whatever the case is, you have to be very careful. So you need to do your own research. You do. And, and ladies and gentlemen that's that's seriously what we're talking about doing your own research and not falling into the the cognitive traps but other people traps that they've set you understand yeah. so we have to watch out for that and while we're talking about com uh, confirmation biases i want you guys to think about something i heard a statement earlier this week that was so monumental ask yourself 
how do you want people to feel around you? Think about that. How do you want individuals to feel around you? Meaning, do you always do you always have to be right to the point where someone can't say anything contrary to what you believe or else you're going to debate them to the damn ground? And then so they have to just to save the relationship. They say, OK, no. All right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And some and I hate to say this, right? Because some people might dig it, some people don't or won't. But you know, when they say the happy wife, happy life type of thing, and they say, Well, look, as long as she's happy, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about that. And and I'm I'm generalizing. Of course, I'm I'm th- you know, just just talking crazy, but think about that. When people get to the point where they're not able to communicate with you anymore, there's a reason. There's a reason and it's a reason when there's a shift in communication, meaning Mm -hmm. that you you can tell that they're not interacting the way they used to. And so that brings me to this next one. Conservatism bias. Okay, conservatism bias. That's when an individual is so hard, strong on whatever they believe they will fight you to the to the death they hold on to their to 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 whatever it is that that they believe no matter if the evidence and the truth jumps up and slap them three times in the face they still going to say look the sun or or the sky is purple all day 24 hours of the day no matter how much data proof and whatever you have they will hold on to that so i ask you to think about those individuals and but Think about yourself. Are there things that you're holding on to so tight that you can't receive any other information? And why? What you think, Camille? Absolutely. That conservatism really is, you know, we hear about conservatives all the time. They're very traditional people. So those truths that they've grown up with, that they hold tight to, those views, and and a lot of times, you know, they're like kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, kind of free enterprise, you know, and and so they want to hold on to those things that they think and the way that they grew up, those values that they hold near and dear to them, they just think that they are inherently right, and they're most of the time not. They don't have any statistical evidence to back it. No research done, no numbers, no nothing. They just feel so strongly about whatever it is that they were told or that they, you know, went through themselves or whatever that they feel like. And it and it muddles the water for everyone else because they cannot see through that. And it's really, really important. You know, disconfirming evidence is super, super powerful in establishing truth. And um, especially with that. And what that means is when you have a bunch of people that just believe what you believe, that's all you'll ever see. You have to have evidence that disconfirms what you believe so that you can set out on a path to seek truth. And that truth is somewhere between your side and my side. See, it's always three sides. Right. Yours, mine and the for real truth, because we can look at the same picture and get two totally different perspectives. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, it it, it took me a minute to understand this. But those of you out there that watch CNN, cool. But those of you that watch Fox, cool. All right. But I encourage you to watch both and 
watch another program or network that doesn't care either or. The truth is the truth. For example, you have BBC. All right. You, 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 right. You, you said you got what now? I said or Al Jazeera. Right. Exactly. Because what happens is we can subconsciously start to regurgitate things that deep down we might believe, but it's still not true. So mm -hmm. now we need everybody else to kind of believe what we want, but what we believe or just communicate with those groups of individuals where well, we can be wrong the whole damn time. You see what I'm saying? And it takes it, it takes strength. Don't get me wrong. It takes strength, but it's ultimately worth it because you don't want to fall into groupthink, if that makes sense. You don't want to fall into groupthink. And keep in mind, there's things that we have grown up to learn based off of the individuals that told us this is love connected there. So there's no reason why they should lie to us. OK, keep that in mind. Big Mama didn't lie to you on purpose because she gave you what she knew but now here you are at the age of technology you can take what big mama said and do your own research okay because if big mama told you something that happened in the 60s and here it is 2020 and you still walking through life based off of what was told to you in the 60s you're missing so many other things that has disproven that already so how long are you going to hold on to that what you think about that Camille it's always important to get an objective view um and how you know you you heard the terms you can't see the forest for the trees mm -hmm. um when you're in it our perception is muddled because we're in it and sometimes it takes an outside person or an outside organization or um you know, media outlet or whatever to show a different side of the two sides that we're arguing over, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> exactly, James, exactly. Hey. Um, and, and I have people like that whose family have, has been affected and they still refuse to wear a mask. And I think it's just going against the grain. There are some people like that. They don't like rules. They don't like regulations. So no matter what the, the, I guess the, the, um, outcome of their action is they're still going to hold true. Now I could be asymptomatic and infect 10 people, three of them die, but I didn't. Wasn't my fault. See? You know, so it's all of those, but you know, getting an objective view is what I was talking about. You know, an outside view because sometimes other people see things that we can't see because we're in it, you know, and then doing the research. Research is so important. And I see people, the internet is great. You have tons of, of literature out there, um, but how you do the research is very important. And I like to read books, and I like to read books that were written in the time, you know, so that I can get a good idea of what it was like then, um, researching the laws, researching how things have changed, all that to help me to uh, not hold so tightly to the things that I was taught growing up. And so my thought process is a lot different because I've had a lot of um, interaction with people from all different kinds of cultures and, you know, countries and backgrounds. And so I, I ask a lot of questions about how they feel and why they feel that way and what brought them to these conclusions so that I can compare those things with mine and then search for the truth about both of our, our sides and then say, okay, here's, 
you know, what I found. Absolutely. And, you know, yes, you're right in a sense. Yes, I'm right in a sense. But did you know this? And that's you know, the key. Aware of this. Yes. And, 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 and yes. And ladies and gentlemen, please be mindful of how you talk to people that don't agree with you mm-hmm. or to have a different thought process, because think about how a person could feel if you say, well, look, I don't know why people think this. They stupid. Yes. Really? Well, you know, that's the dumbest thing ever. Anybody that think this way is is you see now you're generalizing people and you may be generalizing and comparing or 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 including a friend right someone that is just different than you 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 guys are from two different locations right two different upbringings right whatever the case it is but you being so stern and and i mean you're sticking to your guns on this but then you start to spew out you know whoever think this is as dumb as a box of rocks really you get what i mean so be cognizant of your verbiage when individuals don't believe what you believe. I had a couple of conversations and I've been doing it a lot, especially around our climate, you know, calling people that I've seen with different Facebook posts or who responded to certain things in a very harsh way or whatever. And I just strangers and friends, Mm -hmm. literally strangers. Like, would you like to have a conversation? Because I really want to understand how you can come to this conclusion based on all of the stuff that's out there. And there have been people who have contacted me, perfect strangers. And I say, you know, I just really want to understand. I'm not calling you to argue. I'm not calling you to, you know, call you names and say you're stupid. I really want to understand. And in those conversations, when we have them, because I'm not one one particular uh, lady, you know, she wanted to put me in my place, check me, you know, oh, little wow. black girl. Really? And she did, and she told me about all this. And so, you know, I, I said, you know, I just would call her by her name. And um, at the end, I had to tell her, and I said, look, I'm a grown woman. I asked her how old she was. She told me, and I was like, you know, I'm in my 40s. I said, and respect goes both ways. Yes. I said, this is what you thought you were going to do. I said, but this is not what happened. Mm-hmm. I said, but I listened to you, you know, say things about me, a person you don't know. You know, I listened to you talk about my family or whatever, a person that you don't know. I said, and I still was respectful because I wanted to hear the truth, how you really felt, not the truth, but how you really felt mm. and why. Mm. And at the end, you know, when we, we talked and gave her some, some information and some statistics and things, go back and I want you to do some research. And, and we even had a laughing moment there, you know? And so I called, I said, I'm gonna call you auntie from now on, you know? And so there's some things that we can still discuss and, you know, some back that came and also another friend, I saw some things and I was just like, I really want to understand why. And so we were able to have a great conversation, a three hour conversation the other day. And it didn't leave. She's not my friend. I still consider her my friend you know she had a different viewpoint but she was open enough and she was honest enough to say I didn't do the research let me go back and look can you give me some literature can you give me some books that I can read or some you know something some different resources so that I can expand my mind and I can make a better informed information I mean uh I opinion because I had no clue about any of that Mm -hmm. I never even looked that stuff up Mm -hmm. and I'm like well you should Mm -hmm. you know and so we back and forth you know well thank you for this thank you for that you know and and so it was a very good conversation even though we have strongly opposing views Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're still able to see keep the 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 friendship at the forefront 
and agree to try to see both sides and see where we come up after we do some more research and things like that. Absolutely. And that's what changes. That's the power Mm -hmm. in in identifying those confirmation biases and being able to present disconfirming information to the other person and then accept disconfirming information for yourself so that you can come together and find truth. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. Yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. No, we got you, James. And so that, that's the deal. And, and then also ask yourself before going into the rabbit hole, what is my intent? Is my intent to learn or is my intent to show this person how much more I know than them? Because regardless of how much you know, there's still more to learn. But then, but watch this, this is the key. But then when you start to learn more or there's an opportunity, I'm sorry, when there's an opportunity to learn more, don't shut it down with, well, that's just how I am. Come on now. Come on. You see, because look, you brought me in this. Now I'm giving you a different perspective. Right. So don't shut it down at the door now because now now we're cracking something. Now now you're starting to see there's some contradiction here that there's an opportunity for us both to grow. But we have to both be willing to go in and out of the same door, if that makes sense. Right. Because I have to look at what I have and say, okay, why do I have this? What is my intent with this? And how can I expand my thought process with this subject? If that's my goal, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Sanity Check, we want to make sure you're A, staying sane, and B, you are growing emotionally, mentally, socially, and physically. But especially when it comes down to the mental and the social part, because Mm -hmm. we are experiencing something right now that we have never experienced before, and we can fall into social fatigue, meaning that we don't have the normal interaction that we used to have. So our social energy is now getting low. So it's our job and responsibility to balance yes. our information and our engagement. So do you want to go into a situation extremely negative or go into an, a situation where you have to be right versus I want to learn to understand? Yes. What you think, Camille? Yes. And there's two, two, um, I'll say phenomenons, but you know, they call them a uh, challenge avoidance and then reinforcement seeking, um, as undertones to confirmation bias, uh, with challenge avoidance, you know, people want to hold dear to their ideals and, and, and beliefs and things like that, because they don't want to find out that they're wrong. They don't want to find out that they're wrong. And they think it's weak well, too. And what they think that is weak. Like it's exactly. weak, like, oh, wow. Or, or they think that they're now inferior. Yes. You see? Yes. And so people really do avoid it. And so they will hold dear and, you know, true to what they believe, even, you know, when faced with things that are wrong, because they just don't want to feel like um, they're wrong. You know, people don't like that feeling. But if you're, a, I'm going to say a smart person, because that's kind of, you know, but if you're a little more mature, you'll understand that, you know, this isn't about, being weak or dumb or anything, it gives me a chance to expand my knowledge base 
you know, this is something else that I will have. And I can look and see, say, okay, what's my thought process right? Mm-hmm. And if not, then, hey, maybe I need to change that. And I need to be as, you know, passionate or energetic about what I learned to be really true than I am for the things that I know that are not right. And I was just holding on to because I didn't want to be wrong because I didn't told somebody that, you know, I was this and I was standing for this. And now I got to go back and say, oh, I was wrong. Exactly. You know, and I want to be embarrassed. Exactly. And so there you go. And, and that makes so much sense. So, ladies and gentlemen, the the. So today we're talking about the confirmation biases and how to avoid these cognitive traps that you set for yourself and other individuals set for you. Okay, Mm -hmm. And then there's times when you can agree with one isolated incident and but based off of who you communicate this to, they may uh, uh, consider you or group you in a certain demographic if that makes sense, just based off of your belief of this situation. So be ready. It's unfortunate that you have to be ready to defend yourself in certain situations, right? Like, hey, I saw this. I agree with what happened. Okay, cool. But be ready because an individual going to say, oh, for real? So you think that, let's say, for example, abortion. It's a crazy topic. Not going to get too deep into it, but I want to use this as an example. If I say, hey, based off of what I've seen and what I've experienced, I agree with abortion. Mm-hmm. Now, one person will hear just that little sentence, I agree with abortion. They're going to say, oh, look, now you want to kill babies. You see what I'm saying? What are you doing? That is not what I said. Stop it. Oh, and look, if, if they're murderers and now you're a murderer too. What are you talking about? You see? So it's crazy. We do this to ourselves when we're not prepared for that type of conflict. What you think, Camille? I actually had that conversation two days ago. Oh, um, really? See? It, it was about that, and I'm not going to go into yeah, it yeah, yeah. like that, but um, this person felt very strongly about you know their views concerning it, uh, whether it's for or against, I'm not going to say that either. But when I had to say, factual, you're factually inaccurate inaccurate See? and here's why then then there were other people who said yeah i don't know if you don't know this but you know and then it kind of got quiet and then it was you know what well, i feel like and it was a change in this because now i've been proven that i was wrong so i'm going to go to a different angle and pretend like it's you know and bring it back and i'm like you know what this is where i exit the conversation because now i'm not going to argue semantics and you're changing subjects and things like that i answered what was at hand you know here's other information Go back and research it, do whatever, and then I'm pulling out. You know what I mean? And so there are certain things that people have to just, you have to give them a little bit. You know, it'll strike a chord, you'll know, and hopefully they'll go back and they will think about and look at, you know, their beliefs when when faced with different facts. And I learned a lot of people hold on to things and I'll just say religious, you know, um, that sometimes there's not a whole lot of background on it. So we fill it in. And so because of the way that they were taught in church or in whatever, you know, set they're in, um, they will hold and they will die with those beliefs. Hold on to the, hold, I'm telling you. It because hey. the preacher said, and hey. the preachers, you know, not right. I'll just say not right. I'll leave it at that. And the preacher is just so wrong. Interpretation is wrong. Taking things out of context. Don't know the historical background of it um, and things like that. And it really shapes how people 
argue these points and things like that. Absolutely. And so you hope that by giving them uh, a different side, you know, giving them a, a reference, point of reference, that they'll actually go back and maybe challenge. And sometimes it takes something happening to them or their children or their family members um, for them to get a reality check that this is not how it worked and I was lied to all these years or, yes. you know, whatever. But <clears throat> Uh, with all that saying, people will, like uh, Noni said, claws in, you know, and just don't want to let go of what they believe because they don't want to be wrong. Yes, absolutely. You know, they don't want to be wrong. Absolutely. And so, and so yeah. that's what we're talking about, y'all. This is a, sometimes we need those reality checks, but that's why you are on the sanity check. And so with that being said, we're going to take a little pause for the cause for our sponsors and make sure you stay tuned. We will be right back. If you're looking to buy or sell anywhere across the 50 states, contact Jamila Seals. Jamila is a realtor with Keller Williams Marquis who exudes credibility, commitment, and determination while serving the Metro East and Scott Air Force Base, Illinois areas. Her warm and friendly approach combined with unparalleled communication skills and enthusiasm for helping others allows her to connect and provide clients with the best possible service and experience. There are three things she does with and for her clients. First, negotiate deals for you. This means she'll treat your money like it's her money. Second, guide you through a simplified process, which means she'll provide sound advice to ensure you make an informed decision in identifying or choosing the right house for you. And last but not least, creative marketing. She'll provide a cutting-edge <coughs> marketing plan that's tailor-made for you. Bottom line, she's going to get the job done properly and not let you down. So if you're searching for your new dream home, give Jamila a call today at area code 618-202-8751. Again, that's 618-202-8751. Right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to Sanity Check, and we're talking about confirmation bias. And hopefully, you're having a great, great, great morning. If this is your first time tuning in and you're on Facebook, make sure you go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook so your comments can be posted like this. All right, Big Pink says, Seth, sorry if y'all spoke on this. How much does family and upbringing affect uh, your beliefs? Not wanting to go against the grain, especially with family. Woo! Boy, 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 boy. So that's what we're talking about, y'all. These confirmation biases, not just individuals outside of our clan, if you will, but our own families. And, and, and to your point, Pink, we have to be cognizant and i use that word a lot but it's another word for being aware of who we are why we are and where do we want to be also why do we think the ways that we think so in my opinion um the way that we're brought up it can help in good ways and not so good ways if we don't 
take our own, you know, take the responsibility of looking forward and deeper into that uh, into that information, because our view is only going to be as long, if you will, as that information that we received from someone else. And that information may have its own biases, meaning there may be a reason why certain people in your family members, uh, certain people in your family don't go to this uh, specific uh, place uh, in town. Okay. Because of one isolated incident that nobody could have avoided. And it happened 30 years ago. You understand? But because they were so hard, strong on that, hey, don't go over there. That's not where you need to go because they go go over there. They go kill you. They go. Ugh. So now what happens is you are continuing this this narrative. And now, like we talked about last week, we're handing down emotions. And now I'm believing it. Now I'm telling my daughter the same thing. And now come to find out here she is. She's an adult. And just by happenstance, she goes there and realizes, wait a minute, I missed out on A, B, and C just because of what somebody said that wasn't true. What you think about that, Camille? That's right. Family is hard. It's hard to, I don't know if that's me or you, but it's hard to really um, crack the code on family. But what I learned is sometimes we go in there just like this sanity check, right? Bringing awareness to uh, different issues, giving them um, scientific names and things like that. It's just not how I feel like you wrong because that's what we'll do with my family. I learned this and you wrong, whatever. It's helping them understand um, the the uh, background of it, like confirmation bias. If you walk up to a lot of people, they won't know what that is, you know, and we, we don't approach our family the same way. Like my mom, she's like, you know, I learned a lot. Come, I didn't know it had a name. I didn't know it was this. So it's easier to approach family when you can attach a name, a definition, a this to a certain thing. So it's not just something you, oh, you went off and you got this and now you think you all this or whatever. No, I'm trying to help you understand, you know, why this could be or about thought processes and how we can get caught up because confirmation bias in itself, um, it can be very bad, but it's very useful to us as well. And I'll just talk briefly about that as I go back, but um, it's useful in ways where we, it helps us, our brains, to sort out things and find things really, really quickly, right? So we're looking for a certain thing. And so our brain says, okay, I'm looking for this. So it starts pinpointing. That's why when you ask people, you know, they say, well, I'm going to uh, describe you. Well, it's not about race. I'm black, uh, colorblind. No, I need you to because I'm not trying to search through 10,000 people looking for a white person instead of you just saying it's a white person. You know what I mean? She has brown hair. It's like medium length and her eyes are kind of tilted where there's 100,000 people. I need you to help me to filter through. And so I can pinpoint certain things and I know exactly what to look for. And so confirmation bias works in a good way as well. But in these types of situations, it's, it's very important for us to understand 
how it can work against us. Why do we want to continue to be uh, driven by these ideals and views that don't serve us, that stifle us, instead of, instead of being able to really, really act properly, you know, and to, to do things in a way that um, bring credit or to do, you know, that are truthful. Why would we continue to, to do those, hold dear to those things that are really hurting us? You know, they're not in our best interest. And so when you start to explain why, the why behind it and thing, people are more your family too. I, I've learned in my family anyway, um, and my friends and some other folks, they're more apt to really listen to you instead of it just being feeling driven. You know, like I feel like this and y'all not doing this and I, you know, whatever. If you give them the facts behind it, the definitions behind it, they're more apt to really um, try to understand. Some people just ain't going to do it. They're yeah. going to hold on to it. Yeah. You know? They're going to hold to it because it works for them. Absolutely. You know? They don't want to be wrong or they always want to be right, which is your whole reinforcement thing. They, they look for information to reinforce the fact that they are right mm-hmm. or that they want to be right. Um so it doesn't work for everybody, you know, but I rather uh, feel like I'm wrong and or find that I'm wrong so that I can act in a different way or make decisions that will, you know, be in line with who I am, my morals, my all that kind of stuff, my values. And instead of just being wrong, just mm-hmm. flat out wrong and embarrassing myself and acting a fool over something that is just inherently wrong. So family, hard code to crack. But for me, I've learned uh, with and not being judging when you do it. Uh, not being judging because a lot of times we learn something and now we want to get down on our family. You don't know this and you ain't, well, you just learned five minutes ago. Throttle back a little bit. Help them understand the way that someone helped you understand. Right. So that you know it's not a, I'm, I'm just trying to tear you down type thing. I'm trying to build us up you right. know, as a family so that we can do things differently for the next generations than were done for us. Absolutely. So, and, and, and that's the thing too. I would also like to add that, uh, I mean, you hit on this earlier was, Knowing the difference between fact and fiction or fact and feeling, if that makes sense, because what happens is individuals may tell you things based off of how they feel and they're so convicted. Right. Or, or, you know, they, they have such strong feelings about it. You have to understand, too. Okay, this person is wanting to talk and. They want to, you know, have a good conversation, whatever, but it's not it's not your responsibility to be a cheerleader if there's some things that you do not agree with. You understand? And also be watchful of those traps that she was speaking of earlier, those shortcuts. We can fall in line with that in a negative uh, thought process because we become lazy, Part of those shortcuts is seeing memes on Facebook that isn't true. And then we just share them just because it's a funny or B it's in line with what we already think. Okay. So, so keep in mind what we are doing and why we're doing it. So ask yourself, okay, is it true? Come on now. Right. Is it, is it, is it, uh, uh, is it necessary and is it nice? Right. Or, you know, am I really doing this to prove a point or am I just going to be a, a, a dirtbag and say something just to get a response? And, and, and is it right right now? You, you get what I mean? So we have to watch out for that. Then that brings us to another one. Identifiable 
identifiable victim biases. And Pink, this is kind of what you were talking about and what I was speaking about a little earlier. But we have to make sure when we're talking to individuals or individuals are, are talking to us, we need to understand if it's just this person, this situation, or is this the whole statistic and generalized the, the whole population of individuals that look like you from where you're from, your age and everything like you get what I'm saying? Things of that nature, because if not, they're going to say, well, you know, this is this always happens to people that look like you. Or everybody that look like me, it always happens to me or always happens to us. What you think about that, Camille? Uh, that's very true. We take our one in there. And let me say this. It's not to minimize it. It's not to invalidate it. But sometimes we take our one situation and we want to apply it to the majority. And statistically, it's typically not the majority now there are some some um things that you know we already know are disproportionate to a majority of a group but didn't happen so there's tons of people that those things never happen to and so the other person is often talking to the people that nothing ever happened to and so it's hard to make that connection you're so passionate about it because it happened to me but is it really you know, what, what is the probability for the majority of people, you know, but we hold on to it. And, it, and it's true because you're passionate about it because it's your story, it's your life, it's your truth, you know. Um, so it, trying to not invalidate somebody's um, experience, you know, but then looking at it statistically is a challenge too. You know, okay, now I, I've heard this story. I, I usually, when people tell me stuff, I go back and I start looking up and people say, you really be looking at, I'm like, absolutely. Like, because I want to know, I want to know in the big scheme of things, yes, this happened and I'm sorry for it, but is it really as, as grand as this person is saying, or like this one incident that I'm still kind of on the fence about whether it was true or not, or how much of it is, is conjured up and how much of it is, is factual. Um, you know, but looking at the bigger picture as well so that maybe I do, I miss something. Maybe I can sympathize with this person a little bit more or maybe I can show them, you know, yes, it happened to you, but this doesn't have to run your life because 99% of people don't experience it. And the, the likelihood of you, you know, going through that again is slim to none. But your mindset, you know, if you keep looking for the negative because it's happened every time you go, you're expecting it, you're going to find it. You know what I'm saying? Is that that attraction, you know, what you look for, you find. You buy a new car like we talked about the other day. All of a sudden now you see 50,000 of the same car. And that's because your awareness is open to that particular thing. And so unconsciously, subconsciously, you're looking for that, especially if you don't know how to check that, you know. So those negative feelings can override things um, and make you constantly look for the negative and bring you in that. So now it seems so much bigger than it actually may be when you're talking in terms of a demographic or, you know, a particular person, you know, an event or something like that. And so we have to kind of check those things, too. Um, so, you know, with, with confirmation bias, I also want to say, you know, when people like that who, who you're in these conversations with, they're extremely loud, they're usually dealing with some unsurety. You know, they're not really sure about how right they are. I know what happened to me, but I don't know how it really pertains to everybody else. Um, and so they get real, real loud about it because they're unsure about the facts concerning this thing. And then, you know, I read that the, the volume is a reflection of the fear that they feel. 
the insecurities that they feel. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily right. Just because you're loud don't mean you're right. You know, that's what people are like, oh, you're just loud and wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful about that, too. If we can take a step back and say, why am I uh, so passionate about this or why am I so loud about this? Is it because there's a fear there or is it really factual concerning, you know, whatever it is that I'm trying to say or talk about? So, um, yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens. So uh, we just have to be careful about those things and make sure that we can say it in the thing in a way that, you know, people can understand or see the bigger picture. OK, you want to take this on here? Sure. Says the benefit of uh, living in Oakland is the diversity that's now embedded via gentrification, unfortunately, in communities that were predominantly black. As those who can see this will see their biases and how they just might be holding them back. So, yes, uh, diversity. um, I grew up in in San Diego, so that's home for me. So I kind of get it. it's, it's hard to, especially when we talk about gentrification, you know, people coming in and taking over and feeling like we're losing our culture and our, our neighborhoods and, you know, raising prices and doing all these things. Um, but there is a beauty in that, that you do get to see uh, a more, uh, a bigger picture. You know, it's not the same group of people with the same uh, experiences and things like that, which can, if you make it uh, a positive thing, give you an appreciation of other people, other things or whatever. Um, We want to talk about the the gentrification in and of itself, but um, you can see your biases. You can see the other side. You can see that people may be not all all of them don't act the way that you thought. You might find some friends that don't look like you or act like you or whatever, but you still have a very common ground. So um, yes, it is a bit, diversity is, and that's why we try to push diversity um, to find you know those things that we are alike, more alike in than different so that we can come together on those terms, maybe understand each other, see each other's and appreciate each other's truths and then do something for the greater good of the majority of people. Yes. So I, I, I totally understand that, Dandy. Totally right. understand and, that. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, um, going into um, the whole diversity and inclusion or trying to uh, talk to someone about their biases, I want you guys to keep in mind the bias blind spot, yes. the one that you may have. You understand? So we we hit on it a little bit, but to have a functional and effective conversations, we cannot we should not be in or position ourselves where we point out everyone else's uh, biases except for our own, because there is no growth there. Right. It's only one sided. And then so, again, it goes back to the intent. Do you want to be the guru, quote unquote, or the subject matter expert? Or do you want to create a space of growth and understanding? Understanding, ladies and gentlemen, goes both ways. It goes both ways. You have to understand. You have to be willing to understand another person's point of view if you want them to be willing to understand yours, because it's it's one thing to say i feel this way about a situation or someone talks to you they said i feel this way about this situation because of my experiences and that's you know that's what i have and then you in response say well oh i hear you but the bottom line is that 
Nah. Come on now. It's one thing to hear a person. It's another thing to want to understand it. And I have this conversation with my daughter often. We have to make it. Do you hear me or are you listening? Because we can hear white noise all the time. Are you listening to that quote unquote white noise or 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 are you really listening to what this person is trying to say? Because it all boils down to empathy. Being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes for that moment to say, you know what? No, I can get where you're coming from. Oh, no, I can understand where you're coming from. And that is creating the bridge of understanding. But if it's, you know, a person is trying to meet you halfway by sharing their experiences, sharing their, you know, their their family values or whatever the case is, and then you can subconsciously block it by saying well yeah i hear you but see that but is is a it's it's what is it that it's saying that you hear them but you don't really accept what they're trying to tell you but okay you can say oh I, i you know i understand i understand i would like to add to this from my experiences and then throw in what do you think about that you, you get what I mean? That's where the space and, and, and growth comes to, you know, comes to fruition. What do you think about that, Camille? And sometimes, Seth, it, it takes, you know, you don't have to respond right away. When somebody gives you something, you know, you don't have to give your point of view. You can go home and sit on it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of opens a gateway of you know, further communication about whatever it is, you know, say, okay, I went home and I researched that and this is what I found, you know, and here's what I believe and how I understand and, you know, this, and can you kind of help me understand this part of what I found? You know what I mean? And then it it creates that, that, that dialogue between you guys. And I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, I don't have time to explain. I don't want to do this and this and that. And I'm always like, I always have time to talk. You know, because if it's going to create a an environment of understanding, of mutual respect, then I have the time for that. Because that's what we ultimately want to get with. And we want people to understand us, but how can they understand us if we're not willing to communicate? We're not willing to conversations, those, you know, whatever discussions without allowing, you know, our, our energy to be raised and all this kind of stuff. But just talk about I'm not trying to argue. I just really want to understand and then how to ask those questions to dig deeper, to make the other person dig deeper so that you can both walk away like, oh, man, you know, something that challenges my thought process that helps me to grow and that maybe makes me more tolerable of a a different person or thing or event or whatever the case is. I can get I might not, you know, uh, participate in that, but I understand why they do that. You know, and I'm not going to fight against it because I get it. You know what I mean? It's just not something that I would do personally. But you have a, a deeper understanding and that empathy for, you know, whatever it is that a, another person is going through. So we have to. The communication has mm-hmm. to happen. And someone and had someone had the opportunity and the willingness to teach you. Exactly. And you have to be willing to talk, be taught, you mm-hmm. know, that know that you don't know everything and mm-hmm. somebody is always going to be able to teach you something. Right. And you take from that. And oftentimes I hear, you know, people, I hear you. I'm listening to whatever the case might be. I might not act right away, but you will see me try to start doing things because behavior shifts, they don't happen overnight. 
so to speak. You know, it takes a little bit of that. I'm going to try this. This is an area where I'm not comfortable with. So now I have to kind of ease in there and figure out, you know, which way is good for me or whatever. And then eventually it may become a part of your everyday, you know, as you continue to try, if that's where your heart really is, um, as you continue to try to make those changes, you know, it'll be a little bit here and there and then you'll see a big change. Right. and, and, and you do, you do. And, and, and you have to, you have to give individuals grace, right? I, I do believe that you also need to know your, your audience. Okay. <laughs> because you may be, excuse me, you may be in a lecture when you are lecturing individuals or you're doing a briefing. Okay. But then you may be in a situation where it's a conversation. All right. So again, it's being willing to understand someone's person or not personality but someone's perspective at that time now even based off of what you said individuals may not change at that moment and ultimately and i've said this before individuals do not wake up to the same alarm clock so whatever woke you up may not work wake up the next person when you think they're supposed to chill out and relax and understand again the intent and then also think about this are you trying to create someone else to be like you or are you just are you trying to help someone think differently right or or just consider something so the intent is always always important and dandy like you said no it's not yeah whatever but it happens though it happens especially when people when people tell you something uh oh what's that beeping oh that's beeping oh Oh, no sorry okay so especially when individuals know that it's a chance that there's some holes in whatever they're saying is fact yeah all right yeah whatever all right whatever whatever okay okay now you may have brought this to me but you did not know a where I stood and what information or experiences that I had to bring to this conf- uh, to, to this conversation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about confirmation biases and how to avoid cognitive traps that individuals set for you or that you set for yourself or then that you get caught up in. And just think about this, too, because I, I want to get this to you, too, Camille. But we can limit our circle of influence and also our effectiveness based off of our limited views of Mm -hmm. things because you may not know there's an individual out there or individuals that believe the same thing that you believe but because they don't say it the same way you will shut them out Right. And then you you may not. And what they may be able to do is help give you material to now when you talk to a different group. Now you can articulate it at a different level, but same energy. But if you block that, then you only have a small group of people that you can commune with. So this is how it can having this confirmation bias, how it can hurt you or prevent your own growth so what you think what you got Camille? absolutely we shut out we shut out um you know our allies we're, we're saying the same thing just different ways but because it doesn't sound the same to you you miss it 
you miss it and you miss your opportunity to connect with people. You miss your opportunity to grow. You miss your opportunity to expand, you know, so many things because they didn't confirm it in the way that you caught it right away. And that's why it's so important to take, take a step back and just, you know, take it in because we're always thinking about how to respond instead of listening to what is being actually said and be like, Oh, so we're saying the same thing. We're just saying it different ways. Pretty much, yes. Okay, well, now that we're on the same page, you know, how do we come together and make this thing work, you know, for us or for other people? But we do that. And I, I've seen it so many times. I'm like, y'all arguing about the same thing. Two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it goes back to now, it's, listen, it's not the will to connect. Now, it's a battle of wits. Right. Because and, and it's a will of, I, right I just want to, right. I want to be right. Like, I want to be right the way that I'm right. And I want you to know that I'm right. And I want you to say what I want you to say. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. That means your con- your your intent is more control based. See, yes. it's control. You want to control the environment. You want to control the narrative and the conversation. Chill yeah. out. Chill out. Just a just a tank bit. Just a little bit. Because chances are, watch this. It probably ain't that serious. Right. The conversations that you're probably having in your household right now that is all over the place probably is not going to affect nobody else but y'all too. You dig? So really think about what you're doing. If you're not in a position to affect change directly, come on now. Let's let's look at the whole totality of what is the the goal here. What you think? And I and I think you know I was with Mary Poppins or whoever you know a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, mm-hmm. or you know you attract more bees with honey than vinegar, you know it's that same thing. You can still be passionate, you can still be very you know whatever, but it's your approach that will either shut down people or allow them to open up to the possibility of something else. You know even if you're on the same team, a lot of times our approach and the way that we talk and the way that we you know whether there's that dominance or that control it's like hold on information right yes information without you can't control what i do Mm -hmm. let me do what i do say what you gotta say and listen but you cannot make me do certain things so we can lose people that way too because of the need for control to be right or you know the need to be whatever um in 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 charge no that's what it is like you said it's the need to be and we had a conversation uh what no no i heard where did i hear this from i forget but the thing is like i said before information without compassion is brutality what is it that you really doing to your end you know to the person that you love or that you Mm -hmm. listen time is a resource that you will never never get get back you understand never so if you are communicating with an individual how much time do you want to give and powerful loving time that you want to give think about how you're coming across you might be sounding crazy as hell just because you want someone to think what you you know to 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 walk the way that you want them to walk be careful because again you may just have the same type of um the same allies like we were speaking of like yo we have different quote unquote uniforms but we're going in the same direction yep come on y'all we may have mm-hmm. a different car i got a jalopy okay 
but it got gas. You got to afford whatever the case it is, but it has gas. And and look, we're going the same way. So think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about your conversations and what do you want your overall goal to be? You see, because you can have that whole battle of the wits and then you realize now your team isn't with you anymore because you rather fight internally than be unified. Like that dominance. You, you see, see that, that dominance. dominance, and that dominance can come off so strong. It, you you end up fighting your, your your inside team instead of saying, "All right, y'all, look. Even though I believe like this, you believe like this, but let's. What's our bottom line? And I, I I'm gonna throw this out there. Hopefully, y'all can pick this up. That is an issue with certain demographics. Okay, that's a problem when it comes down to wanting to move in a unified manner. However, watch this. We're fighting against how we're going to move in that direction. What? Listen, what? Watch this. You can drive, skateboard, roller skate, skip, hopscotch, watusi, right? Moonwalk. As long as you're going in that same direction, I gives a damn. You feel me? But when you have different people, listen, the only way you're going to get to this place is if you got a car like mine. Stop it. The only way you're going to get this information is if you got this intellect like mine. Stop it. Hey, again, I'm not saying I'm saying what I'm saying. Now, if you can dig it, if you can dig it, if you can't dig it, then that's okay, Right. But you can put this information in any situation in any demographics that's having an issue right keep in mind we're all in the same building different floors but understand we're in the same building what you think camille absolutely um just like you said you know not a whole lot is personalities and um you know i'll just say personalities often get in the way of um change or get in the way of building or get in the way of connecting and coming together and, and, and taking all those things and being the strength of the numbers. And then we break off in all kinds of groups and stuff like that. Um, you know, in, in terms of confirmation bias, you know, we, we feel so strongly that we will just overstep people and we will cut them off. And sometimes it's unintentionally, but that's why we create this awareness so that you can see how that can happen. You have a, a, a thing that you can go back and research and everything like that. You can understand that there are blind spots as well to confirmation bias and to your personality type and your behavior, you know, whether you're a dominant person or an influencer or whatever steady state, whatever it is, you, everybody has blind spots. And until you recognize those and understand that just because you are a certain type doesn't mean that anyone is weaker or lesser than you, but it's strength in bringing all of those types together. You know, even though there has to be a leader, so to speak, you don't have to be a bully. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be a bully and you ain't got to cut people off at the knees and all this kind of stuff. Um, But you can take the strengths of everybody and come together. And until you understand that, it's still going to be the same thing. We're still going to have the infighting. We're still going to be separated over the stupidest things instead of understanding that all of us have the same basic uh, desire of life, love, you know, liberty, uh, the right to be human, the right to uh, the freedoms that other people 
people enjoy. And yet we let all of these other little semantics get in the way of the common goal of all of us. And so we have to be very, very careful. And we do have some ways and we'll talk about on how to uh, really kind of combat um, the confirmation bias innocent so you know i don't know seth if you want to start that or do you want me to go ahead with that one well here i, I could start it but before i do ladies and gentlemen please make sure that you are following us okay it's imperative that you follow us because we want to make sure that you have the up-to-date information and just build this community up because it's important it's important that individuals that need this get this type of information and again we're always always going to use this but make sure that if you're on facebook that you go to streamyard.com forward slash facebook and we're on youtube as well so just go to youtube and put in sanity check and you will see it if you do when you do make sure you subscribe so you can get this no matter where you are all right. No matter where you are. And it's going to stream there live as well. So but no, we're getting ready to go into what it is as far as how to avoid these traps. And it's very, very important that we do and take this information when we're done and have come from uh, 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 communications and conversations with individuals that, you know, like and trust and to enhance your relationship is not about being right all the time. It's about wanting to be wise. And how do you be wise? Again, wait. Why am I talking? Ask yourself, do, what is it that I'm trying to do? And what is my intent for saying what I'm saying? Do I want to get a different perspective? Or do I want to let this person know that I have a doctorate in Facebook? <laughs> That one. Come on now. That or, one right or, or, or watch this. I have a hey, or, or I have a master's in in Google. Stop right. it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. But anyway, go ahead, Camille. All right. So there's a few things that you can do to make sure that you don't uh, fall into that uh, cognitive trap of confirmation bias. And the first thing really is to examine the evidence that you have. You know, and it's just not looking at the same evidence that you have, but it is asking yourself, is what I believe based on fact or evidence? Can I support what it is that I believe, you know, with some real, real statistical data, you know, some real uh, historical accounts, some real information uh, of things that have happened. People always say, and let me say this too, when I talk about statistics and I've said it before, you know, they be like, well, you know what they say about statistics? And I'm like, what they say? Well, you know, statistics, everybody got them. You, you can't trust them. I'm like, when was the last time you looked up one? Or how statistical studies are conducted. And that's important so that you know which ones you can kind of go in there and you can read and make sure that they're um, good statistics, you know, rather than just fly by night, 20 people type things, sample size isn't right or whatever, or there's some confirmation bias in those statistics as well. So anyway, um, you have to do the research. And then another question that you can ask yourself is, is there information that confirms what I believe? And typically you will find it. I mean, we're looking for it anyway. So there's always that information that's going to confirm because we got it from somewhere in the first place, you know, and you need to make sure that, yes, it confirms it. But is it based on fact? Even if it does confirm what I just believe, I don't know where I got that information. Is it still based on fact? And then conversely, is there evidence that disproves 
challenges what I believe, you know, and is there any information that's missing? A lot of times we have one side or the other, but there's a whole nother side, like Seth keeps saying, you know, what information am I missing? Is there something else? When I read through all of these articles and statistics, is there information that was, did somebody say something or reference something that was important that maybe I need to go back and research because it was not in the information that I had gathered from the two sides. And so that's very, very important, examining the evidence. And those are just some, some simple ways that you can um, examine the ed- evidence. And again, is it based on fact? you know, or evidence? Um, Is there information that confirms what I believe? Or is there information that challenges what I believe? And is there any information that is missing that's important for this particular topic? So Seth, what you got on that? Well, the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, I will just say, look at what it is that you have as far as information, but be willing to look at the sources. Look at the sources, because look, chances are there's something else that's going to either confirm or deny. But when you do find the right source, don't be mad or start looking for stuff that's in line with what you believe, because guess what? The truth is still there. Hey, look, the truth is still there. It's not going to change. All right. Until there's more information. So more information may even further prove that what you believe right now isn't true you Mm -hmm. understand so be mindful and be willing to continue to dig yourself continue to dig yourself listen ladies and gentlemen we're in the age where information is plentiful and a whole bunch of wrong information is plentiful so it's your responsibility is your responsibility to look for the right source Because there's all types of statistics, like you said, out there. But first of all, who's giving them? (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Who's giving them? You may be receiving statistics from people that think like you anyway. Yes. But here's the key, too, Seth. You know, I hear a lot of people that want to have these, uh, I'll say arguments. They argue. I don't really argue. Um, I don't argue. But they'll be like, oh, I read this one article one time. See? I'm one like, time, one I, time. Oh, I don't know. Let me go back and find it. And I'm like, that's a problem right there because you saw it fly by like one time and you took that as gospel. You know, you can't go and have these conversations with one source. You can't do it. You're going to lose every time Um, you have. And you need to know what that source is. You know, (laughs) you need to know where you got it from, how credible that source was. Mm -hmm. And then here's the other thing. When you go in and research, this is what I found. I'll say this is true for me. And according to all of this, it's true. But when you go and you look at the other evidence, you already know what people's arguments are going to be. And you can find the information that confirms or dispels what they believe. And so it's hard for them to argue when you already know what their argument is and you know the facts behind it and the statistics behind it. And so that happens a lot. And they were like, oh, I didn't know. Like, you didn't even know that about your argument. You yeah. know, so how are you arguing if you didn't do any research on your side either? And I know more about what you're trying to present than you do. And it arms you, and and I'm not saying to confirm all of your stuff, because hopefully you've taken the information and you have um, compared it to say, okay, am I right or am I wrong? Or when you have these conversations, you can say, you know what, you're absolutely right. I found that when I was looking at X, Y, and Z, but also did you know this part? There's another part that goes along with it that isn't widely known that should be considered when making decisions about 
this particular thing. And so that right there, people are like, oh, when you know about their side too, the conversations change because it's not just my side against your side. It's, I got both of them. Let's look at something else. Maybe there's something that you were missing because I was missing it too. And here's what I found. So maybe we both need to go back and do some research and have this conversation again. And then we'll say, where are we now? You know, now that you had this information, now that you're, you understand that this is out there as well, how does that change how you feel? If it does, sometimes it, does. it won't because people will want to hold true to what they believe. Absolutely. They don't want to be wrong. They, you know, want to be right. They don't want to call grandmama a liar, but it gives you a different base. And even though they may be like that with you, they could be having different conversations with other people. Absolutely. So, You're absolutely you know. right. You're absolutely right with that. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I would say that again, and I've said this before, but back in the day when we had encyclopedias, when we had to go look up stuff, right? This, uh, the internet and uh, the internet social media has mm -hmm. created a sense of laziness okay a sense of laziness in us to the point where we can have two we can have a conversation going on and laughing he he and, and not nan none of it is true or even a smidget of accuracy is in the story you get what i mean so we need to watch out what we're doing in the conversations that we're having Right. Just take two seconds. Take two seconds and research. It's not going to listen. It's not going to hurt you. It's really not going to hurt you. But I do understand that because I fall I fall victim of it, too. If I see something, I like it. Hey, that's what's up. That's what I thought. Wait a minute. It still could be wrong. You get what I mean? Yeah, you might have thought that, but it was still wrong. Yeah. So like to your point, it's one thing to um, to feel away, but it's another thing to have the sources behind it and the balance. And I will also say this because I'm a huge, huge believer in protecting your energy. Realize when the conversation needs to it's stop. Over. Realize when it needs to stop. Oh, and hold on. Watch this. Take a step back. Realize who you can talk to. Because there's some individuals, no matter what you say, again, like I said earlier, how much evidence you have, you can have the shirt, you can have the proof walking in the house with you, right? Say, hey, how you doing? I'm the proof. And you say, hey, this is the proof that I was talking about. They still won't believe it. So realize before going into the conversation who you're talking to and willing to, um, uh, I guess, inspire, you understand? But understand that it takes energy. Yes. And some people say, you know what? I'm just tired of doing all this. Okay. Well, whatever, you know, balance your energy, but don't put yourself in a situation where you're constantly trying to force people to see the truth that they are not willing to see. Some people will wake up in the morning just like this. Oh yeah. Today, Thursday. No, it ain't. It's Saturday. No, it's Thursday because I feel like it's Thursday and that's going to be. Th All right, cool. Enjoy your Thursday then. You get what no I'm saying? You, you see, you got to be able to do that. Balance and hold on and protect your energy, family. Please do that because there's some crazy folks out there. Don't be one of them. 
You see? Yep. Because if someone is out of line doing something that doesn't make sense, you trying to convince them, you're still in that space because now you don't make sense trying to convince somebody else that they don't make sense. You get what I'm saying? Self-awareness. Self-awareness. You have to know your limits. Like you said in the beginning, you have to know your limits when you go into that. And you have to know when you're in over your head and you have to be humble enough to, to take a step back and say, you know what? done with this conversation maybe we'll try again later maybe we won't but for now it's not productive and I have to walk away because like we talked about before when people get backed in a corner or when you run out of information oh people just start fighting throwing out all kind of stuff then it gets personal it's like you know what then yeah and then then it gets personal that's what you need to be aware of when you start digging you see now you're digging right information or lack thereof right so you know right after that so you may have some facts, a lot of feelings, but then when you realize that your facts, your facts was not true, now they say, well, you know what? That's why you ugly and you stupid. <laughs> what? Yo! <laughs> hold on. What does it have to do with, you know, the price of cheese? What are you yeah. talking about? Or, you know, why, why cheese spoils? Now yeah. I'm ugly. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Why I got to be ugly? with grown folks. We yeah. ain't talking about no kids. Oh, I see it all the time. I'm, I'm talking about grown folks. Hey, listen. I'm talking you. You see what happens. At this time, I was talking about grown-ups. What happens is, what, see, look here. When they get their little feelings hurt, they go back to the Mandula Amlagana. You get what I'm saying? So now, now they go back and say, you know what? Now I have to fight and fight. And what did they do when they was little? You know what? You stupid and your mama dumb. What? Mm-hmm. Why? Really? Well, that's how you feel? <laughs> that's how you feel right now? Just yes. because they're hurt. You see? Yes. So again, it goes back before. Understand when you have to cut the conversations off because then it will become personal and you don't want to lose that relationship because ultimately the conversation is not more important than the relationship family please understand that yes and so if you if you don't mind i'm gonna go into another thing and that is um checking for a double standard you know we talk about um am i judging myself more harshly than i would someone else who is in the same situation or conversely, am I judging someone else more harshly than I would uh, judge myself? Mm-hmm. Am I holding them to a higher standard than I currently am at right now for myself? Mm-hmm. And we see this oftentimes where, like you were just talking about, you know, it's a perfect segue that we go on the attack now because we ran out of information or we're uh, mentally depleted or socially depleted or whatever. And so we start attacking. So now am I judging them harder than somebody else? Cause you'd be like, Oh no, you couldn't have talked to me like that. Oh, if they would have said X, Y, and Z, but you turn around and you do the you same just thing. Did to someone it. Else. Just did. You it. know, so you have to, to make sure that you check for that double standard when having these conversations, when going into these uh, discussions, you know, am I giving them the level of respect that I want myself, you know, that I'm demanding from them? Mm-hmm. Am I constantly cutting them off? Am I constantly over talking them? Am I constantly, you know, dominating the conversation and bullying them and not allowing them to say their, their piece? But when it comes to me, Oh, you better sit back and listen. Don't say nothing. Don't, you know, over talk me or whatever the case may be, because that, too, will stifle the conversation, stifle the growth, stifle the the, um, you know, the way forward, the the forward, um, you know, whatever. And uh, we have to make sure that if we demand respect, we're given the same amount of respect to the person. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's in a conversation, you can't say you don't deserve the same respect that I want you to give me. 
No, we're having a conversation. We're two grown people. So make sure that you check for that double standard so that you can have a, um, a very effective conversation or one that continues. You, you open the, the, the dialogue for another conversation. So make sure we don't do that, all right, that we check our own feelings and that we don't resort to name calling and all this kind of stuff. But then when you say your mama stink, but then they say your mama dumb, now you want to fight somebody. You can't do that. Can't, can't do, do it. That. You know what? Because the thing is, is that it there's no that there isn't a space for any growth there. So now you're working wow. in a lower level of intelligence. So, ladies and gentlemen, while we are getting ready to close, I want you to take a second. All right. I want you to take a second and really think about how you want to go throughout this day. Okay, just take a second. Look, it only take two minutes, only two minutes to say, okay, how do I want to communicate with individuals? First, do am I grateful for them? Yes, I am. Do I love them? Yes, I do. Do I am I always right? Hell no, you ain't always right. Is there an opportunity for me to learn something new today? Watch this. Watch this here. here, Now, here's the kicker. Am I willing to learn something from a person that I don't like? Whoa, 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 whoa. Because those of you that believe in God, I believe that God does that to you. Okay. Give you different information from other individuals to see what you're going to do with it. Are you going to block information that's given to you from an individual you don't like that's still helpful? Think about it. Think about that. Think about that because I this, this is just my belief, y'all. I'm not putting it on nobody else. And look, I don't got no statistics, okay? Look, get off me. But what I'm saying is be willing, though. Be willing and then think about how you want the rest of your weekend to go. Seasons are changing. We ultimately grow, but sometimes we prevent our own maturity levels because of those things. What you think, Camille? I was just that was the thing that came. That's when you know that you're at a high maturity level and humility level of humility. When you can listen to someone who disagrees with you or who you may not like or anything and understand that you can still learn something from them every day. You know, people say, well, this person is in jail. They can't say nothing to me. Oh, they can tell you about how not to get there. They can tell you about some lessons that, you know, they've learned. You can't look at the messenger and just completely ignore the message because everybody has a message. There's something that you can learn from some anybody every day. You know, it, even if it's just how to laugh at yourself, how to laugh at your problems, you know, or if you just say, you know what, my problems really ain't that great comparatively. You know, you can always learn something. You can learn how you don't want to be. My first supervisor, I always said, you know, I'll never be what she was. She was horrible. But I had a lot of lessons and they weren't just the bad ones. They were the good ones, too, that all those things that she tried to keep me doing, you know, it it gave me a sense of organization and meticulousness and a lot of things and, you know, made me research a lot of things because of that particular uh, instance. But I learned and I take that and I said she was my best and worst supervisor, but it was something to be learned from her. And that has carried me throughout my whole career. So absolutely. absolutely. All right. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, we still have loads of information to give you. So therefore, we're going to do a part two 
next week. So make sure you share this and you stay with us and you 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 communicate and and we're going to reach back out to everyone just to go back you know through the comments and we thank you all for being on. We do we do we do and I want you all to make sure you have a great great day. Stay sane. Catch yeah. us next week at nine o'clock a.m. Central. 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and we will see you soon. Okay? Absolutely. All right.